And everyone thinks success is an amount of money or a certain step in your career. But I can guarantee you that if you have a million dollars in your bank account, but you've got no one to share it with, you're not having fun, you're working every day, you won't feel successful. Hello, friends. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this interview that I did with Taylor Carr on her podcast called The Activated Woman. Um, In this episode, it was juicy. It was like lots of money and sex stuff, which I know that you guys are all about. Um, And I did talk a lot about physical issues, creating energetic issues. So I know that you guys are going to want to know about that because you all love it when I talk about the physical manifestations of things and the energetic manifestations of things because they are so deeply connected and I'm all about the somatic healing work. And we also talk about uh, a lot about sexual energy and money and how the two are linked. I know you guys fucking froth off this topic. So definitely dive in. Please leave me a review if you haven't already. Um, This episode is fantastic for any of you that are looking to up-level and to redefine success for yourself, making sure that you are deeply embodied in your feminine. And you'll also love next week's episode. Um, I'm talking about like feminine business myths and all that jazz. So I know that you guys will like that. And I just recorded that one. So it's really, really juicy. Um, And I talk a lot about like seasons in business and having that flow, having that masculine structure in like a new way that I haven't talked about before. So I would definitely recommend that you listen to next week's episode as well. Um, Make sure that you tag me in your Instagram stories if you enjoy this episode and any of my other ones. I love to see them. And don't forget that we have a new Instagram for the podcast now. It is at feminineasfuck underscore. And it is purely filled with chicken nuggets so that you will never miss the opportunity to be inspired and activated um, to living your best life. Welcome, Monica Yates, to my podcast. Thank you, Taylor, for having me. I'm so excited to have you here because you talk about just everything that sings to my soul, everything from pleasure, femininity, money, really changing the way that we view success in the world. And I would love for you to just talk a little bit about who you are and introduce yourself. So what I do, well, um, without going on forever, in short, basically I help women and men, but for the sake of today's podcast, women to heal their trauma and not in a way of like just journaling and like understanding stuff, but actually no longer getting triggered in their body. So clients will often be like surprised because we'll like, I'll take them through like a modality or something and they don't have to like remind themselves to not behave in a certain way. It just like happens. And they'll look back on it and be like, wait, I didn't used to do, I'm not doing that thing that I used to do. Like that's so weird. So that's kind of what I do. So it's not very heady work. It's very body work. Um, And I'm all about sensuality and femininity. So I do a lot of feminine embodiment stuff with women and um, up-leveling their energetic frequency so that they can attract in more money and just like manifest things more easily and attract in more fun and pleasure and love and enjoyment into their life and really embodying this whole idea of not being afraid of your sensuality and being expressed and being sexy. Um, I think a lot of women, you know, the the media really kind of demonizes sensuality in women. Like we become objects if we're being sexual and it's like, no, if you want to be sexual because that makes you feel good, then like you can do that. And if you have boundaries at the same time, if someone objectifies you, you would just like not like play into that 
scenario. Um, so I love being very sexual. I am a very sexual, spicy person and I am not afraid to be quote unquote objectified because I don't take it like personally or as a bad thing. I think a lot of women can take, you know, comments about their sensuality as like some attack on them rather than taking it as a compliment, especially when it comes from men. And when you really understand feminine and masculine and you understand how men kind of give pleasure to women and how they compliment and that kind of stuff, you actually will have like so much more freedom and love in your life. Oh my gosh. That was enough right there. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's so much there that I could just like dive into with you. I love that you help people work through their trauma too. I often tell people that I healed an incurable disease by shaking my ass under the full moon in front of the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I joke, but it's literally true. Like to, to be able to say that I had an incurable disease that was born from like thousands of years of trauma in my body and undoing it. All you had to do was like, remember who the fuck you are and how beautiful it is and how sacred it is. Do you work with a lot of women who have like chronic pain or anything like that? Oh yeah. The most common scenarios, which I love because they're like the best scenarios to solve is that women will go to like every doctor, every specialist under the fucking sun to fix their period issues or to get their period back or to fall pregnant or to heal their adrenal fatigue or their skin issues or whatever it is. And then they come to me and they do the trauma stuff and they're like, Oh my God, I'm pregnant or my period's back or my skin's finally cleared up or like my, my adrenal fatigue has like, has gone whatever the scenario is. So I love when people have a physical issue, they've gone and tried to fix elsewhere because majority of physical issues that have been going on forever, once you've tried to like sleep more, eat better, blah, 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 they're energetic. Now, obviously if you're like tired today, but you had a big weekend, me, um, (laughs) then like I don't have some energetic block. It's just that I fuck, I'm like a little bit tired, need to like have a nap this afternoon. But for a lot of people that are like, consistently tired or they just like constantly have brain fog or no matter what herbs they try, no matter what fucking things they do, their skin is always breaking out. They always have rashes or they have ridiculous eczema and they have to use all these steroid creams and everything. That shit is not normal. And it's really sad how many people just go straight to like the doctors or to a cream or to a pill or to something to like fix an issue rather than being like, maybe I should even just clean up my diet. Like so many people don't even think about that basic number one step, not even like, oh, go do energetic fucking work. It literally could be as simple as cleaning up your fucking diet and people are constantly passing away their power. And it's so funny because women think that like the pill gave us power and like, you know, it empowered us. And I'm like, um, if you think about it, the pill did the fucking opposite. We were just giving our body's wisdom and our power away to big pharma because we didn't trust our body and we we weren't being taught that you could only fall pregnant in one phase of your cycle. So when people pull the whole like, you know, birth control is empowerment, I'm like, well, maybe if you're in a third world country, it's empowerment, right? Or it's allowing you to be healthier because you don't have to worry about getting your period every month or falling pregnant all the time. Like that's obviously a different scenario, but majority of us listening to this podcast are in first world countries. You know, we probably have like a phone in front of us. We live in a apartment with aircon, like we're all fine. And for us being on birth control is an, is an example of us actually giving away our power. When you don't trust your body's intuition and when you don't trust your own immune system or your own cycle, 
you are literally giving away your power. And when you are doing that every fucking day, you just perpetuate this idea of, I can't trust myself. And so many of my clients, a common thread is I don't feel like I can trust myself. And I don't know like how to listen to my intuition or like, what is a gut feeling? And it's because every day, every second of every day, so many people are just believing what they see on TV or what they see on Instagram or whatever it is. And they don't even check in with themselves. Mm, 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 mm. It's like, this is such an important conversation. Obviously, like I have this idea of like, I'm going to talk about money and pleasure with you, but like, fuck yes, let's go here. Because this is like such, such an important conversation of where modern day feminism is really fucking failing us. Like it doesn't feel like feminism to have somebody shoving something down my throat from the time I'm 14 years old and my body doesn't even know how to bleed. Yeah, exactly. And just, and even like, it's like, it might not even be the pill. It can be a million other things. But if, if you want to, you know, be, be all like, you know, I empower women, then you need to really empower yourself and you need to trust yourself and you need to not be trusting an external factor outside of yourself. And this even goes for men as well. Like if you are as the human being constantly, um, constantly reaching for some other thing outside of yourself to fix yourself, whether it's alcohol, whether it's paracetamol for like a headache, whether it's whatever, obviously there are times where like I'll take, have a fucking drink when I need to have a drink, right? There are obviously like a t- is a time and a place, but when you're constantly doing that and it's become just this, like, it's become second nature, you need to like stop and pull yourself back in. Okay. So I know that you talk a lot about redefining success, which uh, is like so inspirational for me and for women in my community. I would love to know what success means to you. Okay. So I used to think success was like, you know, like career success, like making the most amount of money, having a book, have like this many fucking followers or this many people that I've changed the lives of. I, before I did any work on myself, I really was constantly working my fucking ass off just to get my dad's validation. And like the whole time I had his validation, but like, I didn't know that I had this fucking validation. Anyway, um, now success to me looks like not burning yourself out. It looks like being energized, being so happy because you've had like a crazy, amazing weekend. Um, being able to, you know, throw dinner party. Actually, this is one big one for me that I recently realized being able to make the amount of money that I want to make so that I can spend it on my friends and I can throw dinner parties and I can throw, like I can throw big parties at my apartment. That to me is success. And like, even just living where I live, um, obviously I have to, I had to like work hard to get here, but even now that I'm here, I, I don't want to burn myself out to like keep rising. If that makes sense. Whilst I'm working, I also have to be able to enjoy myself. I want to be able to have time and energy to go out on the weekends, to meet people, to feel free in my life. Um, so success also means having a lot of love in my life, friendships, relationships, having good sex all the time. Um, being able to sit on the sofa by yourself and not have like a million, you know, um, bitchy thoughts running through your head. People that are constantly afraid of FOMO, that's not normal. So fixing that, um, what else is success to me? Success is having friends that like constantly have your back all the time. Um, and just being able to like go to bed, let's say 90% of the time with a full fucking heart being like, I love myself. I love the way that I'm showing up for myself. I am proud of myself. I love 
you know, the way that I'm engaging in my life, even little things like since moving to New York, I've made such an effort um, at making friends, at sustaining those relationships, at putting myself out there, walking up to people in fucking bars, being like, hi, um, doing those things. And I am so proud of myself for doing that. And that to me is success, is to have that deep confidence in myself that if I walked up to a stranger and he was like, fuck off, I'd be like, whoa, this dude is weird. And I wouldn't make it mean something about myself. And everyone thinks success is an amount of money or a certain step in your career. But I can guarantee you that if you have a million dollars in your bank account, but you've got no one to share it with, you're not having fun, you're working every day, you won't feel successful. Like, and a lot of people, I can say this, I can say this a million times, for a lot of people, especially eight type personalities, it won't sink into their body until they experience it. And I've been there. I've been there where, you know, I'm traveling the world. And this was like a couple of years ago, I was traveling the world. I was still living in Sydney. My home base was in Sydney and I didn't have like a really, really close knit group of friends yet. I was in that in-between phase that I've talked about a little bit where I'd like left Melbourne. I was trying to like meet the, meet women and meet meet people, men included, that just like always had my back and just loved me for me. And I hadn't quite found them yet. So I was working a lot, but I was traveling and, you know, from the outside looking in, it looked perfect. And I, and I was like happy. Like I was, I had moments where, you know, you're driving through Ibiza with the fucking wind in your hair and you're all salty and tanned. And I was really happy. And I also remember a moment where I finally realized this is what people mean. Like I have so much money in my bank account but I don't have this big group of friends where like, they're not just like acquaintances, like they are friends where I can throw parties. I'm not living in New York yet. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing everything that I want to do. And so no amount of money will make you feel really, really happy. Now, yes, money accelerates happiness. And I, I do not believe that when people say money doesn't make you happy, because that's not true. Money does make you happier. But if you are miserable inside and you've got like no self-confidence, you're constantly talking negatively about yourself and you make a million bucks. No, the money isn't going to make you deeply happier. It might look like it makes you happier. But if you have like worked on your fucking shit and you are really like proud of yourself and happy within yourself, money will make you happier because you can do of more, you can do more of what you want. So of course it's going to make you happier. Like if you didn't have money to like throw dinner parties or to go hang out with friends and whatever, that wouldn't make you happy. So you need money to accelerate happiness hundred percent. Money is such an amplifier. And I know like for so many of us in the beginning of our entrepreneurial journey, like in my first year, I remember feeling that the friendship thing, like the support was so not there. Like people in your life suddenly don't understand you. They fall off. And like almost every single client that comes to me goes, I don't have a community. Like mm-hmm. I don't have support and nobody understands me, which is why I think entrepreneurs in this like feminine ecosystem, it's so beautiful when we like click together and stay together. No, I agree with that. And I also want to say as well, something that's been quite common that I say to my clients and whatnot um, is make sure you also have friends that are not in the same community as you. Because biologically, women are a little bit competitive. We all are, right? It's just human nature. 
because it's like we we need to be the best so we get chosen by the man or so that we are the top of the fucking hierarchy because our biology then means like we are going to be safer we are going to be more protected like let's not fight that shit now you don't want to be a jealous bitch all the time that's not what i'm saying but like and a bit of healthy competition is good but if you're and this is like really common in like women's entrepreneurial space which is why i think it's so funny when women say women supporting women i'm like bitch you ain't supporting any women is um, that it's very common for women to be like mean and jealous towards other women and even like behind closed doors. They won't do it to their face. They'll do it behind closed doors, but women were so intuitive. We feel that. And I, something that makes me really happy right now in New York is that majority of my friends here are not in my world. It's investment banking. It's like marketing. It's like some one of my best friends has some wine thing, like some wine marketing thing. I can't remember what she really does. It's <laughs> like drinks wine and sells it all day. Um, you know, I've got friends that are firefighters or bartenders or like just a whole range of different um, like nurses, like just all these different um, jobs and different career spaces. And I fucking love it because I never feel like part of their brain is like, oh, what wounding is this? Or well, you know what I mean? Like I just get to be my full self. And they the key thing is they love me for my personality, not for my job. They don't really understand what the fuck I do. Not for my job. It's never about that. Like it's, it's, there's never even a question of how's work going, which I love because when I'm with my girlfriends, I don't want to talk about work. I want to talk about life and boys and sex and all the other things. I don't want to talk about fucking work. So I will say also an invitation is to find friends that just respect you and love you for you. They don't need to be in the same world as you. And I think a lot of us think our friends need to be able to relate to our job and they need to be able to like sit in a moon circle with us. Now, yes, it is a hundred percent nice to have witchy friends of your and that kind of stuff. And I do have a few of those. And I've had in the past more of them and they didn't make me happier because I didn't feel like they were also the girlfriends where I could get really drunk on a Saturday night with, and it wasn't about work or I would, and it's human nature to constantly like in the back of your head, there's this 1% of like, are they judging me? And not necessarily in a judgmental way, but are they kind of thinking, why is she thinking that? Or like, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, now since having friends that are like totally not in my world, I actually feel like I can be more of myself and it is actually less stressful almost. So an invitation is to yes, find women, maybe like two or three where you can like talk about the moon with them, right? Or like money stuff, hundred percent. And also don't be afraid of just having friends that just respect you and love you for you, nothing to do with your business. Uh, you know, that's such a good point. And I never really thought about it that way, but it is so true that I don't want to get drunk with my spiritual girlfriends. <laughs> like, I just right. don't. They're like, I'm like a vegan and I don't drink. And I'm like, hmm, it's really want this cocktail. And like, right. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I love that I have friends now where they're like, oh my God, I can't wait to get drunk with you on the weekend. I'm like, me too. And a lot of people in the spiritual community, they, and there's nothing wrong with that. They don't drink or they don't want to, or whatever it is, that's totally fine. I go through my phases and I'm definitely in a phase right now where I have been able to, and living in New York, I've been able to master everything. And I'm, I want friends that like, are like, yes, let's do dinner at eight o'clock. Yes. Let's have margaritas. Yes. Let's go here. And not like, oh, I, it needs to be like vegan, no drinking dinner at six, got to be in bed by eight. That to me actually is draining. That to me feels like 
kind of a lot of work and I need friendships that are not work. I need friendships where I'm like, bitch, where are you? What's happening? Can you bring tequila with you? We're leaving in 20 minutes. Like let's do shots. They like that to me is actually what I need for friends because also I deal with really heavy stuff Monday to Friday. Um, and I'm always talking to people about their problems or trying to or solving their problems for them and dealing with all these trauma scenarios. The last thing I want to do of an evening when I'm not working is then talk about work or have to be serious or have to have some deep conversation all the time. I also just want to be out of get drunk. And that's actually, I've realized recently, that's like almost a prerequisite for me in my relationships is that um, it needs to feel like I'm letting my hair down with them. Even if we're not drinking, it always has to feel like an exhale and not like I have to be thinking and switched on or be like, you know, put together or anything. Um, Or like, look like I have my shit together. It gets to be like super just casual and easy. And honestly, it just, it feels like I get to like let go of my other crazy personality that I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to be doing on a Monday to Friday when I'm with my clients. Right. Um, so if I've been talking about the moving with my clients, I don't want to go and do it with my girlfriends, but I do want to go and drink with them and just be me. And you got to remember that even though like I'm super authentic in my business and whatever, um, I'm not, I'm not like, my crazy me when I'm with my clients, I'm my switched on, I'm solving their jigsaw puzzle me. So I don't want to go out with friends and then solve their jigsaw puzzle. That's not what I do. I need to then be the other side of me where it's like Monica letting her hair down, being crazy and not like, not pushing that part, not pushing that um, part of me away because that's quote unquote, not spiritual or it's like blocking my third eye or whatever it's because like that shit makes me happy. I did I did an IGTV on this years ago. I stopped drinking for a while and then I had a massive weekend, let my hair down and I was so not stressed the next day. And I was like, whoa, I need a drink. And basically I believe that drinking can be really good for your soul. And it sounds weird, but especially like um, recently and whatnot, me drinking, I'm actually less stressed when I drink and when I don't drink. Now, obviously when you have a glass of wine or whatever, it opens your blood vessels and your body does actually like physically, there's a reaction where you get more relaxed. Like we know that, but I'm talking about like energetically and everything. I, when I'm drinking, it allows me to like let my hair down and yes, I can let my hair down, not drinking. Let's also like not beat around the bush. Me meditating and doing breath work and pulling cards doesn't, I thought that's, that's not always letting my hair down. That can be relaxing to my body but that's not unleashing my real human side to me. And that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, we all have this human side and going out and getting drunk with your girlfriends unleashes that human side, which I believe is actually a spiritual practice. Hi guys, quick little break, just to remind you that if you haven't gotten my boundaries masterclasses, you should. Part one and part two are sold separately. They are so fucking banging. I cannot recommend getting them enough. They will honestly just... 
it changes your life. Like understanding boundaries and embodying them is a game changer in every relationship. Your personal relationships, your professional relationships, your family, you will feel so much more powerful and actually a lot more freedom in your relationships by really nailing your boundaries. So please make sure you get the masterclasses. You can just start with part one. It is going to change your life. Once you've done it, send me a message and let me know what you enjoyed out of it because I always want to know and I always like to connect with you guys. And yeah, so Boundaries Masterclasses, both links, the link is below and you can buy part one or part two from the same sales page. You'll just see like different clicky buttons, like click buttons, like whatever the buttons fucking things are called. And yeah, let's jump back to the podcast. Okay. I wanted to, I wanted to twist our gears a little bit into the money and pleasure. Cause I just have to get here with you before we run out of time. Um, so you posted on your Instagram about how spending money on yourself really increases your sexual energy. And like, that was the post where I was like, fuck it. Oh, yeah, season started today. I'm just going to reach out to her from the bath and be like, listen, I need yeah. you on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just talk about this epic conversation? Yes. Okay. So basically sexual energy and the frequency of money is the same like energetic frequency. Um, and the whole analogy I came up with was when I was in Tulum and I kind of had this like epiphany of when you spend money on yourself, you feel confident, you feel sexy, you feel like on top of the world. Like when you go and buy that dream handbag or you have an amazing holiday or you get that dress that you've been wanting to get for so long and you put it on, you feel magnetic, you feel electric and you feel sexy. Now, when you then feel all of those emotions and those feelings, you then will want to have more sex with your partner or you'll you'll, you'll want to go to bars and pick up dudes or you will have men walk up to you on the street and ask you out because you're radiating this like, I feel like the fucking shit energy. Then you have more sex. Then you're feeling sexy after having more sex and being around men and just feeling electric in your body, which then means because you're feeling all those things, you're then feeling even more confident and more magnetic and more attuned to what you want to manifest and all that jazz, which means that you attract in more money, then you have more money and then you'll spend more money on yourself and the cycle continues. So essentially when you spend money on yourself, you are also making like a declaration of like, I'm allowed to do this. I'm worthy of doing this. And it might not be conscious. When I go and buy a new handbag, I'm not like, I'm worthy of a new handbag. I now just want new handbags. I'm going to buy a new handbag, right? But I do that subconsciously because I'm like, of course I'm allowed to buy a new fucking handbag. Like if someone's like, if I was like, oh, should I go and do this? And someone's like, yeah, you deserve it. I'm like, of course I deserve it. That's not even a question in my head, right? But for some people, it can be a question in their head. Or for some women, it's like, oh, but I need to save the money and spend it on this instead. And it's very much like this, this or this. It's like, I did a post fucking ages ago when I was flying um, to Europe for the first time in first class. And I did a post on, I always used to think it was like first class or the new Celine handbag. Right. And then I realized if I just get to do both, I get to have first class and the Celine handbag and it doesn't even be material. It could be that you get to have amazing friendships and an amazing boyfriend. It could be that you get to um, live in your dream apartment and live in your dream city, right? Like it could be anything. It doesn't need to be like a material object. 
Um, anyway, so a lot of women, they actually compartmentalize where their money has to go. And it's like, oh, I have to save this money on this thing. And if you notice it, a lot of the time it can be this fear of I'm running out of money. Like, like you look in your bank account and for that's that 30 seconds, your brain forgets that like, you're going to be paid again in a month's time. So even if you spend a thousand dollars, that's not like been drained forever out of your account. That will actually come back to you when you get a paycheck. And even I have to sometimes remember this. I even I caught myself the other day because um, Queen Alchemy is in launch. And I hadn't thought about this analogy for ages because I just like spend now without thinking about it. Um, and uh, I obviously have had like a lot of big, big injections go into the, the bank. And I, I remember this whole analogy that I came up with ages ago of like, oh yeah, our brain sometimes does that of like, we look at our account and we just forget that money keeps coming in. So even when you spend that money on whatever you spend money on, the money's going to come back again when a client makes their new payment or when you get your next paycheck or when your husband gets his next paycheck or whatever it is. And like reminding yourself of that and also be really big. Um, and on the topic of money as well, a lot of women can think that because I don't have my own business, how can I manifest more money? And I love this because I've had so many clients that I actually work with majority of people that don't run their own business or that aren't coaches or anything. And I have had so many clients where they've get they've gotten pay rises out of the fucking blue or their husband's gotten a massive pay rise or bonus or they've gotten a huge promotion or their dream job or they got like big checks back from like fucking old apartments and they were owed like a heap of money for like a security deposit or whatever it is. And they, or they just find money or this is happened to me of like, I found old bank accounts that I forgot. And there was like 20 grand in that bank account. And I was like, Oh my God, I completely forgot about this fucking bank account. Um, so there's all these different ways that money can come in. And it's, I just want to say that for anyone that doesn't have their own business is that you don't need to have your own business to be able to manifest more money or to be able to have that money continuously flowing in. And it is really important to understand that money is like water. The energy of money is like water. It needs to keep flowing. So you need to spend in order to receive more. Now, obviously the ideal situation is that you spend less than what's coming in, but not consciously. You don't have to do that in the beginning. It's like in the end, what you want is like, you know, a heap of money coming in every day. And what you spend is like a small portion of that in the beginning, it might feel like the opposite, but that's only that, that might only be a temporary thing, depending on what you're spending money on. Obviously, generally that's a temporary thing where you're actually recalibrating your body to be like, I'm allowed to spend money and I'm not afraid of losing money. And when you then recalibrate your body to not be afraid of scarcity then more money comes in. And like that ultimate level of manifestation is like never thinking about what you're manifesting because you don't have to consciously think about it. You don't have to think about money. You don't have to think about what you're spending because you're just, money's always coming in. And like, since moving to New York, which is like my portal, um, and like, thank fuck for moving back here. I've never checked my Stripe account less I've never cared less about what money I've been making because like, obviously one, I don't have to worry, but two, um, when you have, when you're having so much fun in your life, money really doesn't matter as much and you will make more money because you're not as attached to the amount of money you're making. So therefore there's not as much pressure on the money so it can flow in more easily. 
It's so true. It's like, as soon as you make that decision of like, I'm not leaning into lack, I get to lean into desire. I get to have what I want. Whether you make $2,000 a month or $100,000 a month, you do it in your way. But like, follow what feels good. That's like, just follow what feels good. And I will say also that there's a lot of women, like me included, obviously, on the internet that are sharing the amount of money they're making, which is amazing, and giving permission to make more and more and more money. And something that I'm always saying, and you've probably seen it before, Taylor, is like, you're also allowed to like, not want to be a girl boss. You're also allowed to just want to be a stay-at-home mom. You're also allowed to just want to work with someone else. You're also allowed to just want to have your own business. You're also allowed to you know, if you only want to make $2,000 a month and that feels good to you and you don't want to have to work any more to make more than amazing. If you want to make a hundred K, then that's also amazing. Don't feel like you now have to be one of those women. That's also like striving for a hundred K a month. Like it really doesn't matter. And honestly, the money hasn't changed me. Like obviously it allows me to like throw better parties and blah, blah, but like, I am still the crazy same Monica that I was when I was like, 18 years old in school and making no money and living at home with my parents. I am the same personality. I've just, I've just been able to live in a beautiful home and be able to buy nice handbags and be able to, you know, treat my parents to amazing holidays away or treat my friends. And I just, I don't have to worry about money anymore, but I'm still the exact same person. Mm, This is such a great example of redefining success. Whatever it is you want, $2,000 a month, doesn't matter. 5,000 and a nice car, doesn't matter. Like whatever it is that you want is so perfect. Exactly. Um, And like, also, even if you are making a lot of money, that doesn't mean that you then have to like showcase that or doesn't mean that you have to like wear designer clothes. Like if you're happy hanging out in trackies, then fucking go for it. It's just about what feels good for you. Like the end and whatever feels, and like, what feels good for me can feel so different to you. What what feels good for me could feel like shit to you. And like, great, don't do what I do then. You just have to make sure that it feels true and like your truth in your body. Because if you're trying to run your business or do your life or whatever in a way that doesn't feel true and authentic to you, like it's going to be so draining to your life force energy. Mm, It's so, so true. And like for the listeners, listen to that again and then listen to it again because it's whatever (laughs) you want it to be. And I I like, it also comes through just to like remove the judgment from any of it, whatever you want. Don't judge yourself for it. Don't judge other people for what they want. Just be happy. Exactly. Just do you fucking do you stay in your own lane. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Okay. I have one final question for you. When you hear activated woman, what is an activated woman to you? An activated woman is a woman that like lights up the room when she walks in. She is the woman that is unafraid of her sexuality and her sensuality. She, I'm just describing my weekend, basically. She um, just goes up to people and starts talking to them. She is unafraid to speak her desires. She's unafraid to put herself out there and get what she wants. She doesn't fake her boldness or her personality. Um, she's unafraid of rejection because rejection to her isn't like rejection. It's just like someone doesn't vibe with you. Like, cool. I don't vibe with some people either. Um, but when you say that, it's just like this activation from like womb space, feminine energy, sensuality of just like being so embodied 
in this electric, sexual, delicious energy where everyone is like, I just want a piece of her. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Monica, thank you so much for being here.